Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Appreciate you for tuning in with us here uh, on this Tuesday. Ton to get to today. Basically, none of your uh, normal staples here on a Tuesday, except for some of your favorite ones. <laughs> we have a, a pretty standard first hour here. Not in the second hour. No business angle this week. That's coming uh, back around here sooner than later. Still working out some stuff behind the scenes there. So Justin Angle, the overlay between business and sports, which uh, typically highlights our every other Tuesday, 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Not this Tuesday. Meeting with Justin tomorrow, and uh, we'll have a a plan and a revival soon. It's only it's not like we've... uh, thwarted or missed it or anything like that i mean it's uh, we did one a couple weeks ago so we'll have another one coming down the pipe here uh, after a little while but we do have some of our uh, normal tuesday staples including our class double a spotlight highlighting some of the best storylines and results from around the world of class double a hoops in boys and girls basketball also got our treasure state stars heavy on the district tournament standouts we had district tournaments all across class b and class c so we give you some of the best uh, individual performances from those tournaments. Hour number two, the Big Sky Doc Fest continues. So the top of the hour, uh, our Andrew Houghton, our producer, one of the men behind the glass, he had a, a nice interview earlier today about a um, pro women's football league. And uh, so we'll play that for you. And then the return, it's been a little while, but now we're into the basketball stretch run here. A little brawl of the wild by the mile. Basketball and football edition. We're headed back to Boise, Idaho, so that's the hook here of the promotion. 
We'll be starting to give you gift cards courtesy of Town Pump upcoming. Not quite yet because we haven't received them yet, but Town Pump has sent them to us, so that'll be coming. But in the meantime, I wanted to finish our football conversation from yesterday. Uh, I wanted to ask Andrew if he thought much, if he what he made, if anything, of the uh, coaching change on the offensive line for the Grizz football team, as well as I wanted to hash out some of my thoughts about the coaching changes at Montana State. They have new coordinators there for the Bobcats, both sides of the football. They also have a new quarterback's coach. Taylor Housewright, the former offensive coordinator, was also the QB's coach. Brent Vegan promotes Tyler Walker, the tight ends coach, but then also brings in Chucky Keaton as a QB's coach. What does that mean for Tommy Malak going to his, into his last year as a Bobcat? We will certainly uh, talk about that. And uh, also... How might a new defensive coordinator influence Montana State's performance defensively as well? So a whole bunch of uh, high school hoops, a whole bunch of NFL talk, which is what we're going to start off with, a little NFL blindside, which we didn't get to yesterday. Uh, we'll also have uh, some Big Sky Doc Fest stuff and uh, some college football as well. So that's uh, your show outlook here on Nuwana's Now. Want to be a part of the show? You always can. 406-888-1029. Remember that number because it's a Tuesday, meaning it's a Tag Tuesday. Tag Larry Deli. Hooking you up like they do each and every Tuesday here uh, on Nuanas Now. So stay tuned for that. About 40 minutes from now, we'll be giving one lucky listener opportunity to win $25 from Tag Larry Deli. And uh, you can also be a part of the conversation by calling or texting 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. You can always stream the show on the station website, 1029ESPN.com, or you can use the ESPN MT app. And uh, if you're listening on the radio, you already know it's 102.9 ESPN radio around Western Montana, or maybe you're streaming on statewide television on SWX in association with ABC Fox Montana. I uh, had a nice lunch today. With a prospective client uh, who also is a, a, a listener and a consumer of many of our variety of pieces of content across our uh, burgeoning empire here at ESPN Radio as well as Skyline Sports. And uh, he he used to be a coach, and I don't know if he's listening right now or not, but he was talking to me about coaching uh, in small little Montana towns like Broadus and Plevna. And he, I, so I was thinking, uh, what do I know about Plevna? And I thought to myself, well, nothing. Except for that it's by Baker. And now Baker and Plevna uh, have a co-op. So this is our Montana Greats book. We, we reference this from time to time. Jeff Welch, uh, the executive editor of 406MT Sports, he wrote this book. It's uh, from A to Z, Zorky to Zurich, the greatest athletes from 264 Montana communities. Plevna, Vidi, I think it's either Vidi or Vedi, Himsel. V-E-D-I-E is how you spell the first name. Vidi Orvedi Himsel. The pride of Plevna, Himsel spent 60 years in baseball as a player, coach, and finally scouting director for the Chicago Cubs. Born in 1917 in Plevna, he was an all-state basketball and football player, earning letters for four years in each sport and leading the Cossacks to two hoops crowns, in uh, state hoops crowns, that is. At St. John's University in Minneapolis, he earned 10 letters, was all-conference in three sports and once struck out 20 batters in a game, which is still a school record. Himsel never made it beyond Class AAA in pro baseball, but he did win 72 games in the minors. With the Cubs, he was a part owner of Philip K. Wrigley's ill-fated 
College of Coaches in 1961, which the team did away with a manager and instead rotated coaches, and Himsel was the first. He claimed His claim to fame as a scouting director was discovering future Hall of Famer Ernie Banks. Himsel died in 2004. That is one of the most fascinating ones of any of this book that I've cracked. I mean, the guy was the manager for the Cubs, but when they had a college of coaches rotating manager, I missed this part. The Cubs and their forlorn nature and their, you know, endless string of, of bad luck and bad seasons. And, you know, of course, of course, the story of Ernie Banks is that he was one of the great players of all time playing for the Cubs and never winning anything. But I had no idea. I missed that memo. 1961, College of Coaches. Had either of you guys heard of, of, of the Jeff shaking his head? And Jeff knows all the baseball stuff. I don't think I'd ever heard of that before. But on the other hand, Coulter, by 1961, the Cubs hadn't world, won a World Series in over 50 years. So at that point, <laughs> wouldn't you try anything, too? It's crazy. And then they went another, what, 66 years before they actually won one? That is right. There's a... Uh, as a resident Cubs fan here in Missoula, I actually am unaware of this gentleman's name. I just know that he likes to go to the Mo Club for lunch, and so do I. So I uh, see him around. He's wearing a Cubs jersey and hat every single time I've ever seen him. Anytime I'm ever wearing my old school Cleveland Indians hats, he's always like, man, you remember the World Series in 2016? I'm like, yes, I recall the World Series in 2016. Change the subject. <laughs> remember remember that time when we beat you in Game 7? Yes, yes, I did. That's, in fact, the last baseball game I ever watched. Haven't watched any since. <laughs> anyway. That's the one you got to let him have, though. <laughs> oh, oh, there's no doubt. But that's the thing, you know, especially in baseball, but around pro sports, a lot of times, like, the streak of of uh, futility, it becomes like this monster. And the Red Sox went through it for, you know, nearly 100 years. The Cubs went through it for more than 100 years. But you know who's right there now? The Cleveland, the the Avengers, formerly the Cleveland Indians, they are absolutely right there now. The Avengers, been, man. <laughs> what a, I don't even know what they're called. The Guardians. This is how much I don't like them. So the, the, actually, the final straw was uh, the trading of Francisco Lindor, uh, letting Francisco Lindor go to the New York Mets. After that, I just I don't know. I know nothing about Cleveland baseball. I know nothing. Either way, Cleveland's pro baseball team, the Guardians, they are. Uh, they're leading the pack. They're, they have to be at least up there in terms of futility, right? Uh, yeah, because they never won one with those teams in the 90s, nope. right? So you would think... Went to it, two, lost both of them. They lost their last three World Series appearances. They have been to... The, they've won the American League three times in the last, you know, 30 years-ish. 95, they won it. 97, they won it. 2016, they won it. Yeah, last World Series championship for the Cleveland baseball team. 1957. 1948. 1948, even more. So that was uh, briefly after Larry Doby broke the color barrier in the American League. Jackie Robinson, of course, broke it in 1942 with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Doby a couple years later uh, with the then Cleveland Indians. But, uh, yeah, 1948's a long time ago. <laughs> there's, there's not many streaks longer in pro sports. There's other franchises that certainly haven't won championships, but most of those are just the, the, the Indians slash Guardians go all the way back to the 1800s. So... The ones, the other ones that haven't won, uh, you know, titles like the Houston Texans have only been around for twenty something years. You know, they haven't been around for a hundred and hundred and fifty plus years. So, anyways, we digress. Interesting facts about Plevna, Montana. So, thanks to my uh, lunch partner for sparking the interest and uh, leading us down that road. And and uh, what's his name? Betty Himsel. Uh, amazing. Who would have thought? 
for those that are wondering, Plymouth is like right next to North Dakota. It's it's almost not in Montana, but it still is uh, right next to Baker. Uh, let's talk some NFL. It's Nuance Now, ESPN Radio. Appreciate you for tuning in here uh, on this Tuesday. Andrew Houghton chiming in here uh, to start off the show. First of all, I thought this was fascinating. First of all, I felt like a dummy because uh, of, I have a lot of different random fascinations, but one thing I'm super fascinated with is offensive linemen of the old school, like offensive linemen from the from the 70s and 80s, you know, early NFL days, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And what's similar about the position then and now? What's different about the position then and now? But some, of, I guess the most captivating part to me about old school offensive linemen is the guys like the Jackie Slaters of the world or the, you know, Bruce Matthews of the world. These guys that played for 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 years back before we had all this recovery stuff and people knew how to take care of their bodies at a high level. It is so unbelievably hard to play more than a decade in the NFL at any position, especially on the line. If you're getting into that two-decade territory, even now with these guys making millions and millions of dollars and such top-notch resources and the recovery stuff and all the science that we understand – it is unreal how hard it is to play. I mean, shoot, it's hard to play three years in the NFL, let alone 10, let alone 20. So Jackie Slater is somebody that captivated me as one of those sort of old school Iron Men. He played for Los Angeles slash St. Louis Rams from 1976 to 1995. So first of all, what a fascinating timeline for a career. You're talking about the early days of the NFL right after the merger in the 70s, all the way through then the explosion of the NFL in the 80s into then, you know, sort of the almost modern era in the mid-1990s. I had no idea, and I felt silly for this, that Jackie Slater was Matthew Slater's father, but he is. Matthew Slater, of course, the uh, awesome special teams ace over the last decade plus for the New England Patriots. Why are we talking about Matt Slater? Well, I thought this was interesting. Matt Slater retired today, and... He has like one of the most understated yet unbelievably accomplished resumes of a a player that I can really remember, but it's also completely unique because there's really no other comp for him, at least amongst his peers. I I went down this rabbit hole because Adam Schefter of ESPN, he tweeted about Matthew Slater's retirement and then followed it up with with uh, a quote from now former, weird to say this, but now former New England Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick. Belichick told Schefter, Matthew Slater deserves every accolade someone could receive. He's a once-in-a-lifetime person and the best core special teams player in NFL history. His daily, weekly, and yearly work ethic paved the way for unsurpassed performance. Matthew is the finest example of what an intense competitor and human being should be. He has been a great role model for teams, players, and coaches, that I have ever coached, Matthew is exceedingly kind, supremely loved, and respected by all of his peers. I am one of many who feel incredibly blessed to be his teammate, coach, and friend. I went on to go down this rabbit hole, and there was this video of Robert Kraft talking about how Matthew Slater is the single most classy person that has ever been a part of the New England Patriots organization since he has owned them. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty high praise, especially when you know how much that Robert Kraft loves Tom Brady. So then I started looking at Matthew Slater's resume. By the way, for those that don't know, or they're like, why are you nerding out about this guy? He's a quote-unquote receiver 
on the roster. Well, the guy has one NFL catch. So why are we making a big deal about a guy who played 15 years in the NFL and caught one ball? Well, how about this for a resume? He's a 10-time All-Pro, including seven-time first-team All-Pro on special teams. He's a 10-time Pro Bowler, and he has three Super Bowl rings. By all accounts, he was on the All-Decade team for the NFL in the 2000s and the 2010s as a special team specialist. And by all accounts, he is the single greatest gunner in terms of running down on kicks and punts in the modern era in the NFL. For Bill Belichick to say that you are the single greatest core special teams player in NFL history, that's crazy. So then I'm sitting here thinking, okay, again, this guy caught one pass as a wide receiver. He also has 191 tackles. Like, if you have three or five or seven tackles on special teams in a year, you're phenomenal. Like, if you, for college football players, for example, if you got five to six tackles on kick teams in the Big Sky Conference, you'd be first team all league. Trevor Gradney, I think, had eight a couple years ago when he was first team uh, all league in the Big Sky. 191 tackles on special teams for Matthew Slater. So then it's like, are, if you are a first team all pro, you're on t- seven times. I mean, that puts you in rare air. And you're on two all-decade teams. And you're a 10-time Pro Bowler. And you have three Super Bowl rings. And you're also this model of consistency and class. And you have all this praise. I'm sitting here thinking, is this guy a Hall of Famer? <laughs> like, can you make the Hall of Fame if you're not even a starting player in the NFL, but you are a starter in such a key component like special teams? I don't know, but I think that if Matthew Slater makes the Hall of Fame, I don't really have any argument against it. And if he does, I think that sets a precedent. And I think you have now a sort of a new alley, a new avenue uh, to get uh, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I I thought that was worth noting because, first of all, like, is that the nicest and most eloquent and most long-winded thing Bill Belichick has ever said about anybody? I mean, when I was reading this, I was trying to picture him saying it, and I just couldn't. It was... It was fascinating to, to think about. So, um, definitely, definitely an interesting case study. Which brings us then. Oh, Andrew, you mentioned this. You put this on the outline. You said Kevin Van Valkenburg, who's a Missoula guy, University of Montana alum, former Hellgate High School guy, played a couple years of football for the Grizz, and of course is a uh, these days uh, leading golf writer. I guess he's not even at ESPN uh, anymore. He's, he's got his own deal going in terms of covering pro golf, but certainly an elite golf writer, elite sports writer, period. But you said he had an ESPN article on Slater. Was this, this was before he left ESPN, obviously. Yeah, this was actually towards the end of his ESPN tenure. I'm okay. not sure he was writing too much for ESPN when he wrote this article, but he, he wrote about exactly a lot of the things that you've been talking about. The, the article is titled... Is Matthew Slater the last great gunner? Because it's talking about there were these players whose entire job was to run down on punts and kickoffs and be a great special teams player. And then that position has gotten bred and knocked out of the NFL. Right. Now you just have Patrick O'Connell do it. Right. You have have the the rookie linebacker, the rookie safety, the rookie wide receiver do it for a year or two. There's nobody else in this day and age who's made a career out of it aside from Matthew Slater. Hmm. Interesting. Taiwan Jones has got to be in there. He's not necessarily just a gunner, though, right? He can be like on the— He can be a returner, too, right? He can be a returner. He's like on the punt shield sometimes. He, but Eastern Washington alum, Taiwan Jones, he's carved out a 10-plus year NFL career, primarily as a special teams guy. 
Colt Anderson was always sort of in this, but Colt was like, Colt was good enough to be your third or fourth safety, right? right? So when, when guys would go down, there was multiple times during Colt Anderson, University of Montana alum, during his nine-year NFL career where for parts of a year, he was a starter because somebody would go down and he'd be into the lineup. So, uh, yeah, it's just a... It's an interesting case study. Would you be for or against you buying or selling Matthew Slater if he was to make the the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm buying. I am too. You're, you're just, he's so much better than everybody else in his position, and right. that's the definition of greatness. Like, I don't really care what your position is. If you're that much better at it forever than everybody else for longer than anybody else, you have an argument, you have a really good argument for the Hall of Fame. And it's also like, it's a role that doesn't take up a lot of plays in an NFL game. Sure. But it's really, really difficult to do well. No doubt. It is really, really difficult to specialize at that role to the point where you get all those Pro Bowl nods, those all-pro selections, et cetera, right? You can't, you can't just grab anybody off the street, a random NFL player, and have him be good at it. That, that's right. And it doesn't matter what position we're talking about. If you are the single best at it for a full 10-year span, I mean, this guy's an all-pro. There's a difference between being a pro bowler where you can get voted in or guys can sort of opt out of the pro bowl so then all of a sudden, like, the sixth best guy gets up there. If you're all-pro, first-team all-pro, that means you are the single best at that position. And to do that seven times and be first or second team ten times is an unbelievable number uh, if you're Matthew Slater. So I was now ESPN Radio. Leap into next ski season at Lost Trail Ski Area with no blackout days, just pure, uninterrupted mountain bliss. 2024-2025 season passes are on sale starting on Leap Day. That's February 29th. It is a leap year this year. So coming up uh, here in about nine days, enjoy Lost Trail's expansive 1,800-acre terrain with annual snowfall of more than 300 inches. The perfect escape offering lots of powder stashes and breathtaking landscapes of Montana and Idaho. The early bird sale is February 29th through March 7th. Visit LostTrail.com for more. Lost Trail, go for the snow. we got a, a couple minutes here for some NFL blindside. I know the NFL uh, in the rear view a, a little bit more than a week after the Super Bowl. We'll do some contenders and pretenders maybe a little later on in the week, especially with Rajim Seabrook here on Friday. But uh, I got one, and then maybe you could get me one, too. But I got, I got one for you guys, for uh, Andrew specifically. Uh, free agency is about to begin in the NFL. There's a lot of pre- premier free agents, but probably the one that's going to get the most attention, for better or worse, is Kirk Cousins. W- who or where is the best landing spot for Captain Kirk? Where should Kirk Cousins go? I'll tell you my answer, not Minnesota. Anywhere besides Minnesota is good with me. How about this one? How about back to D.C.? Ooh. See, I was also going to really try to uh, inflame some people, cough, cough, Kyle Sample, and uh, see if uh, if he was our, our resident Niners fans like Sample and Nugent were it's listening. It's a non-starter. <laughs> you're saying you're taking you're taking Brock Purdy over Kirk Cousins? I'm saying they absolutely are. Yeah, I'm saying you you just can't you can't do that because once upon a time. They didn't, the 49ers did not draft Patrick Mahomes because Kyle Shanahan wanted to sign Kirk Cousins. Then they didn't sign Kirk Cousins, and they end up getting the draft pick that gets them, Brock Purdy. So they got lucky there. They lucked out on that one. Uh, 
Back to D.C. Okay. Remind me, who the commanders hire as their head coach? They hired Dan Quinn? Is that That's correct. Right? Dan Quinn. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was such a splash that we don't even know. <laughs> well, but the, but the it, bringing it in Cliff the, Kingsbury, the right? Kingsbury hire sucked all the air out of the Dan Quinn right, hire. So right. I was trying to remember if. Well, they also were last because they're always last. They, there was all this coaching movement of who's going where, and then like the guy that they. I mean, they ended up hiring the guy who gave up forty eight in his last game as a defensive coordinator right. with the Cowboys, and and then of course. And this is one thing I always try to acknowledge, though. With both the Cowboys and Washington, it really doesn't matter what they do. Everybody's going to pile on all the time because that's just what's become the thing to do in the world of NFL media. So, you know, no matter what you think of the Dan Quinn hire, there was going to be a whole bunch of talking heads that are like, well, Washington just sucks again. This Dan Quinn guy can't do it. But uh, Washington's an interesting one for sure. Uh, There was all the rumors during the season that maybe the New York Jets could be a destination for Kirk Cousins, but I think that that ship has sailed yeah. because they're expecting Aaron Rodgers uh, to come back. Um, you know, Seattle is an interesting one with a new head coach. I don't know if they're going to be in the market for that or not, but, you know, for as much as I dog on Kirk Cousins, I think it's a draw, if not favored Kirk over Geno Smith at this point. Yeah, I think there are actually a lot of places where he'd fit, and I know we yeah. we hate on him here on the show, or we hate on him and his contract, but, like, they're not going to do this, but does Kirk Cousins make a difference in Pittsburgh this season? He's better than what they got. He's better than, than Kenny Mason, Pickett. Than, and Mason Rudolph, for sure. Does he make a difference in Las Vegas this season? I don't know if the rest of their roster is good enough to get them there. But I think that there are there are a bunch of spots. I mean, Tampa Bay is an interesting one because if Baker Mayfield, I mean, Baker Mayfield is also a free agent, so there's going to be some some bidding wars for both Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. Those guys are both so fascinating because they are not good enough to get you fully over the top. Like they're not going right. to lead you all the way to the Super Bowl. But these but teams, they're better than win. one. Of, yes, these teams, it's a win for them just getting to the playoffs. That, that's right. That's right. Like if you're Atlanta, Atlanta's like, the other wouldn't, one. Wouldn't you love to have either of these guys? Right. Like that, that's a big upgrade over over Desmond Ritter. If you're Tennessee, I don't know because like Will Levis showed some flashes, but also not. But he's a rookie, so he I guess he'll be a second year guy this upcoming year. It's just an interesting spot. Well, Mayfield's younger than Cousins, too, so that... That one's interesting. Because we, we buried him for dead, and then he had this, like, resurrection where it's not like he's crazy lights out, but he was okay. I mean, good enough to go to the playoffs and, and, and uh, you know, compete in the playoffs, so I don't know. Uh, interesting. Do you want to tell ESPN Radio? All right, let's do one more. You got any NFL blindside for me? Well, I think we'll stay on the subject of quarterbacks, and we'll stay on... Buying or selling? Do you do you buy or sell the Bears doing something crazy with the first pick in the draft, other than just taking Caleb Williams? Wow. See, the 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 Justin Fields dynamic is so fascinating to me because I actually watch the Bears an inordinate amount. First of all, the Bears are one of those big market teams that are on the national games way more than the quality of the team that they are would predicate. But they're, you know, they're the third largest media market in America. So they and there's a ton of Bears fans, not just in that area, but everywhere. So they're on national TV more often. I also watch the NFC North as many as much as any division because of the Vikings. So I watch the Bears in, in that context as well. Um 
Justin Fields, I have felt since he entered the NFL, is really good and good enough. And the only things that were holding him back was lack of experience and poor coaching. Last year, they looked embarrassingly bad at the beginning of the year. And then they rallied. Fields got hurt. Then they rallied behind this Division II kid and and got a little bit of juice. And then Fields came back, and they were pretty actually kind of good. And they won seven games last year when they were supposed to win like three. Part of that was they just started using Fields' strength to get him out on the edge. So I think it's all a matter of like what do you think Fields' ceiling is. He's not quite as good of an athlete as Lamar Jackson, but he's in that same uh, ballpark. He's bigger and a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. I think Justin Fields still has a lot of upside. I also don't have any idea what I think of Caleb Williams. I'm so scarred by USC quarterbacks. I'll never forget saying on this show after Sam Darnold led USC to a Rose Bowl when he was a redshirt freshman, that I thought, I thought at that exact moment that Sam Darnold was the best quarterback in the state of California. That was over Phillip Rivers when he was with the Chargers. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. And then Sam Darnold has done squadoosh. But he was like so, such a, 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 a rising star at that moment. But we've seen this over and over oh, that's again. That's a problem going back to Carson Palmer. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Carson Palmer actually had a good NFL that's career. That's right. He was the last good one. Yes, but Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, um, Leinert, Leinert, Matt Leinert, you know, they've all not been any sort of good in the NFL. I don't know if, if Williams is that or not. The thing that helps Caleb Williams out is you used to say forever, if a guy is playing in a system like Lincoln Riley's system, he's going to have an impossibly hard time adjusting to the NFL. It's going to take him forever. NFL systems and Lincoln Riley's system, spread systems are not that much different now. In fact, NFL stuff is, I mean, there's more ball control involved in it or whatever, but most teams are running gun spread stuff all the time as well, so not nearly as, as big of a transition there. I don't know. I, I think that the Bears, shoo, I think the Bears should stick with Fields. Wow. And, and trade out of the pick. And, and pick up more picks. I mean, they've got the first and the ninth, so if you trade Man. back out of there, you're picking up some talent. Here's one for you. If you don't think that Caleb Williams is a step ahead of Drake May or even ahead of Jaden Daniels. Do you do both? Do you trade Fields Whoa. and then also trade the pick Whoa. to the commanders who are picking second right? and who want Caleb Williams because he's a D.C. guy and they need a splashy quarterback to go with Cliff Kings- Kingsbury? Yeah, wow. I hadn't thought of that. That's interesting. Well, hold on that thought. No, I was now ESPN Radio. More... Uh, speculation in the wide world of quarterbacks around the NFL, but also a whole bunch of high school hoops on the other side. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences. 
in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I was thinking about it the other day. Fleetwood back, of course, had this unbelievable run in the 1970s when, you know, their debut album came out. And then, of course, Rumors is one of the, you know, iconic all-time great you know, soundtracks of our lives, one of the greatest albums of all time in the, the mid-1970s. And they followed up with Tusk, which was a multi-platinum album. But then the 80s, they had that album, Tango in the Night. And it, it, did not, it, it re- received massive critical disapproval. And so much of that was because Fleetwood Mac, who'd been legendary for their live performances, they got into the they got to into the the they forayed into music videos and people didn't like their music videos and that's just a silly reason to not like an album that album is fire that album's great all their albums are great let me some Fleetwood back welcome back Nuanas now ESPN radio SWX Montana television and the ESPN MT apps time out for our class AA spotlight Centered in part by our great friends at Destination Missoula. We actually helped spearhead this project with the people at Destination Missoula. They're trying to make uh, Missoula as hospitable and welcoming as possible for all of the upcoming visitors to the Garden City. The Class AA tournament is March 7th through the 9th at the Adams Center at Dahlberg Arena. Destination Missoula, a driving force behind bringing the Class AA tournament to the Garden City. It's the first time since 2003 that it's been at uh, the Adams Center If you want more details or you want hotel discounts, event details, any of the other various uh, perks that we have going on around town, you can email Kara at Destination Missoula. That's K-A-R-A at DestinationMissoula.org. Destination Missoula, creating a vibrant and inclusive quality of life, place, and experience for our community and its visitors. Visit DestinationMissoula.org. Here's the results from over the weekend, we'll go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Get through these as quickly as we possibly can. Thursday night, Bozeman High beats Great Falls CMR 63-52. Cash Embry, Chapman Weinhart, uh, each had 14 points for the Hawks. Bozeman Galton, they kept pace. Grant Vegan, a junior, the uh, son of head Montana State head football coach Brett Vegan, uh, Grant Vegan's a, a D1 football prospect as a quarterback, but he's pretty good at basketball, too. Uh, if you've seen any pictures of this kid, he's about 6'7". He's a string bean for sure, but he's still growing. Every time I see uh, Coach Vegan, Coach Vegan, by the way, is a massive dude. I mean, he's he's a big guy, played tight end at North Dakota State. And uh, anytime he posts a picture with his kids... Grant, who's only got to be 16 or 17 years old, he's towering over Brent. And you're like, what? <laughs> Who is this kid who's just so tall? Anyways, he's a great basketball player. He had 21 points to lead Bozeman Gallatin to a 62-46 win over Great Falls High. And then last week we told you about this, but we'll remind you. Missoula Hellgate in the battle for the Golden Goat. They beat Missoula Sentinel 65-38. to Easton Sant, 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists for the Knights. Girls hoops from last Thursday. 
Battle of the Golden Goat on the girls' side. Hellgate beats Sentinel 41-38. Coley Larson had 12 points to lead the way for the Knights. Emily McElmurray, 17 points for the Spartans. Just missed a three-pointer that would have sent the game to overtime at the final buzzer. And then a Billings, a little crosstown action there as well. Billings West beats Billings Senior, 61-39. Courtney Grossman, the high scorer with 11 points. West is just sort of quietly... Uh, maintaining their standard of excellence. West is the defending state champs in, in Class AA on the girls' side. And they lost Layla Bauman, who's a great point guard, but they returned Grossman, who's headed to Eastern Washington. Uh, they also have uh, the Pierce sisters, one of whom's coming to Montana to play volleyball. So they have good talent. Uh, a new coach, because Charlie Johnson retired after last year. But West, because they're in the same city as Skyview, and Skyview's the number one team in Western or in uh, Class AA overall, and Brandon Williams is just just killing it. I mean, she's killing the game right now, and is a McDonald's All American nominee and all these different things. Well, West is thirteen and three. <laughs> they just are getting overshadowed in their own city, which then leads to them getting a little bit overshadowed on the state level. But West is certainly uh, a team to be reckoned with. Friday night's AA results: Bozeman High gets it done again, sixty-five forty-one over Great Falls High. Kellen Harrison once again leads the way. He had sixteen points. The Hawks are now sixteen and zero. They're twelve and zero. In Eastern AA play, Great Falls High, been a tough year for the Bison. They have a 2-14 and 14 overall record. Friday night in Helena, how about the Capitol Bruins? If you know anything about the history of Helena Capital, just sports in general, always a blue-collar type of uh, attitude and uh, persona. In hoops, they love to grind you to dust. No matter who's been the head coach, but particularly under Guy Almquist in, in uh, the, the, the recent years, they love defense. They play a bunch of defense. This was startling. I actually had to ask Jack Marshall, our good buddy at SWX Montana Television. He was tweeting about this game when I saw the final, which was 90-58 to for uh, Capital over Kalispell Flathead. I tweeted at Jack. I said, I got two questions. When's the last time Helena Capital scored 90? And when's the last time a double-A team scored 90? I haven't gotten the answer to the last time a double-A team scored 90. But you want to know the last time Helena Capital scored 90? Never. <laughs> that was the first 90-point game in school history. A school record, 90 points. Merrick Mahelish, who's the uh, outstanding multiple sport athlete there at Capitol. Uh, he's a junior, great track guy. He's the quarterback in football. He also happens to be the head coach in football, Kyle Mahelish's son. Pretty good basketball player as well, though. 24 points to lead the Bruins to that 90-point effort. Flathead, they're also struggling. 0-15 so far this year. Girls hoops Friday night. How about the Missoula Big Sky girls, man? They just keep on fighting. Big Sky behind 20 points from Avery DeCoit. They win, they win 56-48 over Butte. That's 13 in a row now from Zula Big Sky, and they are 15-1 and overall. They are closing in on clinching the Western AA, and they're absolutely going to be one of the top teams to beat. That's going to be really fun to have a, a Missoula team here in the Garden City with the state tournament here for the first time since before any of these players were alive. As one of the top seeds. That's going to be awesome. Butte, by the way, is much improved. And I won't be surprised if they make some noise in the divisional tournament. I think Butte won two games last year in girls' hoops. They're 7-9 and nine this year. They're certainly uh, they've been competitive, for sure. But to, but to Coit and uh, Cadence Couture, who's committed to Idaho, she had 15 in this one. Uh, that's a, That's got to be the best backcourt in the state. At least the most explosive. And the Big Sky, they're tenacious, they're deep, they're well-coached. And it's a cool story because they've had some some ups and downs. You know, a couple years ago they were they were just awful. They you know they were over 
Tyler Hobbs, who's now at Sentinel, he got it going a little bit. They had like six or seven wins his last year there at Big Sky. Then Karen Deaton steps down at Sentinel. Hobbs, who'd been her assistant over there at Sentinel forever, he takes over that. And then Travis Williams comes in. And Big Sky was competitive last year, and now they look like one of the teams to beat uh, this year. Our Class AA Spotlight is presented in part by Grizzly Disposal. Grizzly Disposal is locally owned and operated, and they love to support high school sports across the state of Montana. Visit grizzlydisposal.com to get a free quote today. A couple other Friday night results on the girls' side. Helena High, they beat Kalispell Glacier 60-41. to Maddie Todorovic, who's a great track athlete, also pretty good in basketball. She has 12 points to uh, lead the, the Bengals. Avery Kraft chips in 10. Helena High is now 11-4. Uh, Kalispell Glacier, they're 5-10. Helena Capital, they beat Kalispell Flathead 40-30. to they trailed 11-0 after the first quarter, but rallied back to win. Uh, the Bruins now 6-9. They got 19 points from Taylor Sayers and 12 from Katie Sheridan. The Bravettes, who played in the Class AA championship game a year ago, they are just now 4-11, so they're certainly struggling this year uh, as well. Class AA Spotlight, proudly presented in part by Paradise Falls. You can watch any and every high school basketball game leading up to and during the state tournaments at Paradise Falls. They'll put any of the games on one of their 20-plus big-screen TVs. You can go watch uh, anytime, too. It's a great place during tournament time as well because they got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So maybe your team has a game coming up or you just got done with the game but you want to keep up with the action but you also need something to eat, please consider Paradise Falls during the Class AA tournament. Paradise Falls is located at 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. How about some Saturday results? Helena Capital stayed hot and uh, beat Kalispell Glacier. Bruins won 59-47. Mahelish again, the leading scorer, he had 14 points. So a nice little two-win weekend for the uh, the Bruins. Glacier, they dropped to 7-9 with a loss. Helena High, they drill Kalispell Flathead 71-47. Tevin Wetzel, who's definitely one of the best players in the state, and we told you about it before, but we'll tell you again, he's coming back from a knee injury, suffered during football. The, uh, the Bengals got off to a tough start. I think they lost five of their first six, maybe even six of their first seven. But since he's returned, they've been really good. They're now sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. Wetzel had 28 in this one, though. Jackson Lieberg, who's also a tremendous player for Helena High, he had 20 for the Bengals. The Braves now 0-16. On the girls' side, Saturday, Brandon Williams, 24-10 sounds like nothing when you've gone for 45-10 and 38-12. And, 38 and, 12. and I mean, some of the ridiculous stat lines, the reigning Gatorade Player of the Year for Billing Scavue has put up this year. But she still had 24-10. Billing Scavue uh, cruises past Billing Senior, 53-39. to 39. And uh, the Falcons now 16-0 in uh, uh, overall in their 12-0 in, in Eastern AA play. The uh, Capital versus Glacier in girls' hoops. Taylor Sears has 13. Anna Cockhill has 11. And Capital gets a 47-30 to 30 win over Glacier. And the Bozeman Gallatin, they uh, also keep pace. They move to 13-4 and four with a 67-50 win over Great Falls High, or Great Falls CMR, excuse me. I, uh, I, I got to apologize. Ave Odegaard. We've been saying her name, Ava. It's Ave, Ave Odegaard from uh, Bozeman Gallatin. We've mentioned the name a lot. That's why I'm correcting myself because she's definitely one of the best players there for the Raptors. She had 20 points in this one. Sorry for mispronouncing your name the first couple t- times, but uh, there we go. We got it. And uh, Jada Davis has also been a uh, steady figure there for the Raptors. She had 17 points. 
So again, uh, Bozeman Gallatin now 13 and 4 uh, overall. Class AA Spotlight probably presented in part by Montana Imaging. Montana Imaging offers MRIs at half the price of the other guys. And they can get you in same day or next day with short wait times on results. Visit MontanaImagingCenter.com for more information. Also got to say thanks to the Jewelry Design Center. Good friend Brian and his team. They're awesome. I told the story before, but I'll tell it again. I got an awesome custom-made wedding ring there. Took him a design. He, he mocked it all up for me. Took plenty of care. We went over it several different times, and uh, it, it's an awesome deal. They are such an awesome jewelry store. It's more than just a jewelry store. They can make you whatever you possibly want. They guarantee your diamonds for life. Anytime you want to exchange something you bought there, you're going to get full credit in store. It's an awesome place. It, it's spectacular to visit, so go check it out. Uh, if Even if you're not in the market for jewelry, you're going to be after you go in this place. It's located there on Brook Street, right across from the Montana Club. The Jewelry Design Center, your jewelers for life. We got free sandwiches, we got free coffee, and we got a whole bunch of standouts from the district tournaments. All of that next to wind down or maybe crank up, whatever one you like. Hour number one here on Nuana's Now on this Tuesday. We'll be back on the other side. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. One is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN Empty app, you want some coffee? Why wouldn't you? Lucky news for you, Florence Coffee has huts on South Reserve and Brook Street that are now open until 8 p.m. If you stop by between 4 and 8 Monday through Friday, you need to buy one, get one free. How about just straight up free, though? You text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And we got uh, free Floco for you. Keep the text rolling in, 406-888-1029. If you want a little late cup of joe, a little lotus in your life after hours. I mean, I, it's, it's never too late for caffeine. I know a bunch of you got night jobs anyways, so might as well. Visit FlorenceCoffeeCo.com or head on over to those kiosks, those uh, huts on South Reserve and Brook Street. Time now for our Treasure State Stars. <laughs> Text from a, a uh, listener. Helena Capital, blue collar, triple question mark. They're entitlement high. Amazing. Uh, that's the that's the uh, listener texting that in. That is not my commentary on the uh, issue. Helena is a fascinating town for uh, so many different reasons. We could actually do a whole segment on why Helena is fascinating. Each of like the seven quote unquote cities in uh, Montana 
all have distinctly different identities, and, and the high schools are sort of reflective in that as well. And I, I think people probably think Missoula is a pretty fascinating town as well in terms of the high school dynamics and and all the different things. All I know is that whenever we played, I grew up in Missoula. Anytime we played Helena Capital, and I, you know, I, I'm out of high school 20 years now, but it seems like a lot of the same ethos remain true. Capital's going to hit you in the face on the football field or the basketball court, and uh, they're just grinders. So, I don't know. I guess if you were the person that texted that in, extrapolate for us. I don't know if we necessarily want to dog on Helena Capital. Good to us, you know. Uh, last year, Coach Mahelis was a, a great interview for us, uh, often as they were the defending state champs a year ago. But uh, anyways, <laughs> funny. Thanks for the text, though. I'd love to know that you're listening. Time for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Rather than saying Treasure State Star number, Treasure State Star number, let's just go through these. This is all district championship heavy. So there was district championships across all Class B and Class C this uh, most recent weekend. So here's some of the standouts. Number one, the Fairfield girls, just as a team, they beat Chinook in the 2B title game. Why is this impactful? Well, Fairfield's 42-39 win was the first loss of the season for the Sugar Beaters. So we got one of our first upsets when it comes to uh, tournament time in uh, in Class B hoops. This is on the girls' side, by the way. These first several are all uh, girls' Treasure State stars. So the whole Fairfield girls team for for knocking off Chinook for the first time this this year. They get a Treasure State star nod. Neva Jacobson, a Treasure State star, after 27 points to lead Malta to a 50-47 win over Poplar in the uh, 2B championship. By the way, sorry, 1B for uh, Chinook and Fairfield. 2B. Malta over Poplar, and Neva Jacobson, 27 points for the Emmets. They dug themselves out of a five-point hole in the fourth quarter uh, to get past the Indians for uh, the the district crown, so good job there. Thursday star number three, Paige Laughing. She's been on this list multiple times, but she keeps on filling it up. She is as good as it gets when it comes to high school basketball players in the state of Montana there at Huntley Project. And how about 33 points and 10 rebounds to lead the Red Devils to a 61-54 win over Baker. That was the third time that these two teams have played. And Huntley, their only loss of the year was to Baker, but they avenge it. They're now up 2-1 to one in this rivalry. And the Red Devils now 19-1 overall. And Paige Laughing, a huge part of that. She's averaging more than 25 points per game. She's got multiple 30-point games. Even got a 40-plus point game in there. So she uh, certainly continues to fill it up. In District 5B, the Jefferson girls are are rolling once again. Panthers are now 19-1 after a 54-29 win over Manhattan. They jumped out to a 13-5 lead and, and never looked back. Hannah Stevenson led the way with 14 points. District 6B, Missoula Loyola. Their girls, uh, how about Spencer Laird? We talked about her last Friday. This girl is an up-and-comer. She's only a freshman. She's the leading scorer on Loyola. She's one of the leading scorers at the Class B level, period. She had 29 points in the District 6B championship game to lead the Heartbreakers to a 66-57 win over Anaconda. Gio Horner adds 20 points for Loyola. Breakers now 17-2 overall and uh, taking a good seed uh, into the divisionals this next week. 
Church Day Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. In the 2C, how about Mallory Tomerup? She has 25 points to lead Plentywood to a 43-34 win over Bainville. I know we got a contingent of the... Uh, Northeastern Montanans that listen to this show. So shout out to anyone up in that neck of the woods. Plenty Woods, Seiko, that whole uh, area. And uh, Plenty Wood uh, continues rolling. They're a really good team once again. And Mallory Tomer up 25 points to lead them to the 2C uh, district title. 3C, how about Seiko Whitewater Hinsdale? They beat Scobie 49-27. There's a lot of people that think this is the best team in the state of Montana, period. I wish so badly we could get the Big 32 tournament back where teams from all across the state, all classifications get together for just a single elimination throwdown. But Seiko Whitewater, Hinsdale, they've now won 48 consecutive games after their 49-27 win over Scobie. They are the undefeated defending state champs. They're 20-0 so far this year. They got 23 points from Paige Wasson and 17 more from Tegan Erickson. Erickson's on her way to Montana State. Wasson is just about as good. She might also be a Division I player. Yeah, two D1 players on one Class C team. Uh, it was pretty good. So uh, that's exactly where we're at with Seiko, Whitewater, Hinsdale, and uh, pretty cool, pretty great story. 48 in a row. District 13C, Lillian Boyd, 29 points to lead Seeley Swan to a 61-47 win over Phillipsburg. So they are the champions. Trying to say stars here on Nuwana's now. Let's talk some boys quickly. As we uh, get up close to the end of the first hour here, District 5B in boys, Columbus beats Red Lodge 59-46. Hayden Stefanson has 24 points to lead the Cougars. They're now 18-3. That was also Red Lodge's first loss. So uh, big time for Columbus, and uh, Hayden Stefanson has the 24 to, to lead the way. In District 5B, Manhattan Tigers, they're now 19-1. Callan Fenno has 22 points to lead the Tigers past Three Forks, 55-43. So a little rivalry game there for those familiar. Three Forks and Manhattan are about 15 minutes apart, maybe 20 minutes apart. Depends on how fast you're driving on the interstate. But that's certainly uh, some bad blood there. But Manhattan's been uh, the team to beat in, in uh, 5B so far this year. How about in 6B? No surprise, but I, it's just, it just is still surprising how much Loyola is just beating people down. <laughs> they they beat Anaconda. Anaconda's really good, by the way. I mean, Anaconda's like 16-4 and four this year. Anaconda loses to Loyola 68-20 to 20 in the district championship game. Ethan Stack paced four Rams in double figures. He had 14 points. They're up 47-13 at halftime. This Loyola team is, is just an uh, absolute juggernaut. Some Class C standout action. We, most of these are from the championships, but one that stuck out to me was in the 2C Consolation Championship. Freud Lake beats Savage 42-36. Mason Deathman, who's headed to Montana State on a football scholarship, he has 26 points and eight rebounds to lead the Red Hawks. They're only 9-9 nine and nine this year, but they, they keep their season alive. Savage was absolutely one of the teams to beat in Class C coming into this weekend. They lose twice, and they're done. So Savage finishes the season 16-3. and They came in the district tournament 16-1, and and they were a top-10 team in Class C. So uh, that's why I highlighted that one, both because of Mason Deathman's 26-9, and but also because Savage 
out before we even get to the divisional rounds uh, of postseason basketball. In 3C, Luster Christian, they avenged their only loss of the season by beating Scobie 55-39. Cam Redding, 15 points to lead the way for Luster Christian. And then finally in 12C, Manhattan Christian beats Harrison 67-61. Mason Venomized, 19 points and nine rebounds to lead the Eagles. Eagles are now 19-1 and so far this season. So obviously there was way more district tournament action than that, but that was the, uh, the highlight moments and the highlight performances from uh, the first of what's going to be multiple weekends in a row of postseason high school basketball. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. That's your Trader State Stars, probably presented by Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. We'll do some Big Sky Doc Fest, some Big Sky Conference football on the other side. But before we take a break, it's a Tuesday. That means it's a Taglieri Tuesday. Tag's got the best sandwiches in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. Don't believe me. Well, People Magazine, the Food Network, they both say so as well. You want to win some Taglieri? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number three. We got 25 bucks for you to Tag Larry Deli. Tag Tuesday, every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. Big Sky Doc Fest with Andrew Houghton on the other side. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 